Hey guys! Hi! Welcome to Hello Next Level, a personal development podcast to help you navigate uncomfortable times and uplevel your life through personal development, mindset tips, and self-discovery. We are your hosts, Taylor and Kirsten, and we're here to help you uncover your highest potential, support you, and create a community of like-minded, badass girl pals. Hey guys. Hey. Welcome back to another episode of Hello Next Level. Um, This is episode 18, um, and today is super exciting. We're talking about the power to pivot with our new friend, Elizabeth Miles. She has her own podcast, The Power to Pivot. She is also the founder of March 4th Media, um, and you can find that in our show notes. Um, We have her website linked that has um, books, courses, all the things that you need in your life to um, be able to make that pivot in your life. So we're really excited to be able to talk to her about um, her pivot in life and just get to know her a little bit. So welcome, Elizabeth. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having me today. How are you? We're great. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. I appreciate it. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, we're really excited to have you as well. Um, so we we kind of wanted to start off and just um, ask you, like, what got you started with the Power to Pivot podcast and um, kind of your your journey and your message that you're now sharing with the world? Yeah, uh, absolutely. So a couple of years ago, um, it, it kind of all started on a hiking trip um, in the mountains. I was in an emotionally abusive marriage for a very long time and kept finding myself going through these cycles that just always looked the same. And I always felt very stuck in my life. And I kept going, what the heck is wrong with me? I don't get it. What am I missing? And through that, I found myself on a trip with the ex now ex-husband. Yay. Um, But he, it was the same cycle that we had been stuck in for so long where we, and this was kind of like our coming back to one another or attempt to. And as we got to that camp campsite that day, we were setting up. Um, I literally heard a voice that said, this is where you pivot. And I was like, what the heck? Because I don't, we're, we are the only ones here. I don't know where this voice is coming from, but it was very loud. It was clear. It was undeniable. And I was like, all right, well, I've been kind of dabbling and like moving back into a very spiritual place this is clearly a call for something I don't understand, Mm -hmm. but okay. And then the next day, uh, we were hiking and I was terrified, literally terrified because I'm, I'm walking down this path and I'm like, okay, this isn't so bad. Even though there were literally signs that said danger, you're going to die. Like people have died doing this and I'm going, what the heck? Okay. I'm just going to go with it. I'm pivoting here. Like this is, that was what I thought, like just pivot and go with the flow. Mm-hmm. And then eventually we're hiking this mountain and it's going really, really high. And there's, there's like the mountain on the right and a cliff, literally a cliff on the left. And I'm like, no railing. There's nothing to hold me back here. Like if I make one wrong move, I'm literally dead. And eventually like I was hyperventilating on this mountain that day. And I'm like telling myself all the reasons I should not be there. Like I'm too out of shape. I'm overweight. Um, you know, the people that are passing me, you know, they're all judging me. 
And eventually I was sitting by this waterfall that day and, you know, trying to calm myself down. And I realized, huh, everything that I'm saying to myself right now, all the ways that I say that to myself about everything else in life. And I realized for a second, like there really weren't that many people hiking this mountain along with us that day. Like there were a couple of other small groups, but I'm like, Mm -hmm. I realized like I was able to take this step back and could really see like, they're not, they don't care about me and what I'm doing. Like they don't, they don't care about what's me right now. They're concerned about themselves getting up this mountain, going about their own business. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I at that point kept hearing, this is where you pivot. This is where you pivot. And I realized like all the ways that fear literally showed up in my life. And that moment was kind of the start for me because I was like, well, what if I just took a step back and chose something else? And so I started to think about my thoughts and choose other ones. Like, this is where you pivot. Okay. I don't know what that means, but I'm kind of excited to figure that out. Um, let mm-hmm. me, what, what else makes me feel better? So I would choose, you know, some songs and, you know, things to help me shake off that, that, that literal fear that was inside of me that was telling me you're going to die. And when I did that, I noticed that everything got easier. Um, I was laughing. I was enjoying this waterfall. I was enjoying the beautiful park that we were in. I was standing up taller instead of hunching over because the way I was climbing was literally going to kill me in and of itself. It was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was standing up taller, like everything changed the way I took a deep breath and I got back. Yay. Made it clearly a couple years later. (laughs) And you know, that's when the first book started to, to form because I realized all the ways that I held myself back and any given moment, I could choose something else to think about something else, to focus on something else. And it would put me on a completely different trajectory and I would have a different experience. And I want everybody to know what that power to pivot is because everybody has it. So that's so amazing. Like there's, there's so many like lessons I feel like are in that story. And, um, a big one that Kirsten and I have talked about in, in previous episodes is like changing your thoughts and changing the way that you think about things. And I don't, I don't know if we've touched on relating that to like fear and how to overcome it yet. So I'm really glad that, that you brought that up. Um, because I think that, I don't think that people think about a lot, how, how much fear does show up in their life. Like maybe, maybe it's disguised as like, oh, I don't like to do that thing or that thing's not for me. Or, um, you know, maybe I'm physically or mentally not able to do it, but I don't think that a lot of people relate that to fear super often. And, um, and that's what that is. Like, I feel like you can always try something at least once. And, you know, if, if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. But you know, that that's such an important lesson. Like don't let fear stand in the way you like, you can always rethink about it. I think that's really awesome. I think that it's important. You mentioned something that I love is, and that's, you know, trying something, you can always try something once. And I agree with you. And as a matter of fact, I remember when I was a kid for a long time, I used to say like, I'll try everything or most things at least twice. That was kind of like, I don't want to say a mantra that I lived by, 
but it kind of was in some ways. Like I, I had that open mind and I think we all do as kids. And then at some point it clicks off for a lot of us. And we're like, Mm -hmm. we start to get those limiting beliefs that will block us and literally stop us dead in our tracks, but we don't realize it because it's so subtle sometimes how it Mm -hmm. creeps up. So, you know, it's because at some point for me, I was like, hang on, like, no, I'm not going to try everything. I'm not going to try a lot of things. I'm going to tell myself they're dangerous and scary. And yes, there are a lot of things that are, but it, I think being able to take that step back and say, is it really like, is it really that hard? Can I really not do it? Or do I have to rethink how? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think another part of it too, is we have these expectations that if I want something, it has to be perfect. Or if let's say writing a book, for example, or even launching this podcast for you guys, maybe it was like this, because I know it was for me. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. there's that voice that says, if I don't get 10,000 downloads on my first episode, clearly I did something wrong and I suck. (laughs) Therefore, (laughs) I'm not going to do this. And, and that, that alone will use as justification for why we shouldn't do something. I love that. And I think it's too, people start to say these things as part of their identity, like, oh, I'm not this type of person, so I can't do that. I'm not, I'm not someone who exercises regularly. I'm scared of this thing. So it becomes this like self-fulfilling prophecy of I'm not that type of person. So why would I even try to do that? I'm not capable of it. Let's move to the next thing. Absolutely. And it's, it's in those moments when you, we forget that we can change and redirect that. And those are the moments when it's so important because when you're at that point, when, and I mean, those are excuses. We all use them. We don't want to call them excuses. We, we tell them, no, like clearly I can't do, do this. And those are the moments when it's the hardest to remember that you can pivot. Mm-hmm but the most important ones to do it in, because if you can literally stop that, because it's like a, this trajectory, it's almost like I see like this train wreck happening in my brain sometimes when I'm getting to that point. And it's like, wait, I need to, I literally need to redirect this, this thought, this, this action, this whatever, because if I don't, I know where that's going to put me and I don't want to be there. The, The more you can do that and have that awareness the easier it gets over time. And it's like having that first moment of like, wait a minute, why can't I do it? Mm-hmm. Let's rethink it. If you can get yourself to, to pivot on that, like once and see how it changes things, like literally take that step back and think about the way it changed you, that it becomes easier the next time and the next time and the next time. Yeah, definitely. I I wanted to touch back on really quick the point that you made about like if if you want something it has to be perfect. And I I know I personally um think that way or at least I I used to a lot more often than I do now and I know so many people who think that way as well. Um but it was it's interesting that you said that cuz I think that's the mindset that Kirsten and I had when we started our first podcast and we like, we wanted to do it just for fun. And we also wanted to actually make something of it. And we had all these like mixed ideas and mixed thoughts about it. But the, 
the biggest like overshadowing thought was that it had to be perfect. And so we agonized over like topics and what platform we should use and what music we should use and are people going to like it? And should we go towards a broad audience or a small audience? And it was just like it, the first one obviously didn't end up working out and we feel (laughs) way more, we feel way more comfortable in all of our choices um, with this podcast, but it, it was just crazy to see the pivot that we made um, from one podcast to another with just like the subtle like mindset shifts basically that was just like, hey, like everyone's learning. Everyone starts with an episode one or a trailer. Like everyone starts with research and not knowing what to do or where to go or what their niche is going to be. Um, so it's it's interesting that that people still feel that way, myself included, that things have to be so perfect when um, you can clearly see like how many people are are newbies just like you. Like they're trying new things and um, doing things for the first time just like you are. Mm-hmm. I think it's so important that you bring up a really good point because you don't know where things are going to go, but it doesn't have to be perfect the first time you're learning. We don't want to, we don't want to acknowledge the learning process. We spend so much time in school as kids, like literally at least 12 years. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and those are all building blocks for things. I just had this conversation with, with, cause I work um, in an elementary school and I just had this conversation with a student the other day where I was like, cause he's like, I don't get why we're in school. Like, this is kind of dumb. I don't get it. Why mm-hmm. are we here? And I'm like, you know, if, um, you know, while, while I get that fifth grade math is not your priority right now, I promise you that at some point it's going to make sense and you're going to use it. But if you look back at what you knew or didn't know in kindergarten, like you are what, like light years beyond where you were then. And, mm-hmm. and he's kind of, he kind of looked at me and you know, he was like, well, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, like you're learning. That's the process. <laughs> um, it takes us so long as kids, like we, we're in school for 12 years and and then we move on and we think at that point like we got to have things figured out no the learning process is ongoing we always start when we're starting something new from that blank you know kindergarten puppy state you know like Mm -hmm. everything's new and and we can choose to say it has to be perfect and I'm not going to do it because I don't know or we can say, I'm going to do this first episode. I don't know how it's going to turn out, but I'm really excited to figure it out mm-hmm. and, and let yourself continue to figure it out from there. My first episodes, I think they're still out there. I've considered taking them down for the Power to Pivot podcast because like <laughs> literally they suck. Um, it wasn't the message I thought I was going to have. Um, I was still kind of stuck in, in like this point where I know I have to do this, but I don't know why. And I know I have things to talk about, but I don't know why I don't get it. And there were pieces that I felt still needed to kind of click into place. And it took a couple of episodes. And, and it's funny because I still think about the books because my first book came out in 2019. The next one came out in 2020. And then I had released the second one in 2020 as well. I have changed the cover of the first two books no lie three times since I have published (laughs) (laughs) because the first time I was like, 
I need to get this book published. This is what I see. I, I think I fired two cover artists because I was like, I, I, I need to get this book done. Like it has to be a certain way and it has to get out there. And then mm-hmm. I said to myself, I'm going to take a step back. Cause now I hit publish, right? It's out there. I don't know why, but whatever. And <laughs> I wanted to hide, like I wasn't ready to be seen. So I did nothing with it, but then I'm like, okay, that cover mm. still not right. I don't like it. So I changed it again. And every time, like if I look back at the progression, I'm like, okay, every single one is a little bit different. Uh, Well, the new one is very different, but it's much more me. It's much more in line with who I am and what the feeling I want people to get when they read this book, which is excited Mm -hmm. and happy. Because when you make that choice to pivot, whether no matter if it's starting a business, launching a podcast, writing a book, uh, choosing to leave that, that marriage or, or that, that toxic relationship, you know, that's a point when it should feel exciting, not scary. And it's interesting because your brain can't tell the difference. <laughs> we associate it yeah. as fear, but really your brain doesn't know if it's excitement or fear. We're just choosing to t- say it's fear. So mm-hmm. if you can step back and go, no, I'm super excited right now. I don't know what's going to happen, but I can't wait to find out. You put yourself on a completely different path. And look Definitely. at you guys, like how many episodes do you have in now? Um, I think we just released seven and I we're about to release eight and, you know, have some in the bank as well, um, yeah. which is way, way more than we had in our first one. Yeah. And look, like I, I, I would bet that you're, you feel more comfortable, like half of the first episode, I feel like is, is figuring out the equipment and like how to actually like speak into the microphone and like that voice inflection <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and how am I going to sound on, on this, in this microphone. So just figuring that out is a process in and of itself. And now here you guys are. So. Yeah, exactly. It was a huge process. I mean, and just getting comfortable sitting and talking on the microphone, even though it was just us and we're like, okay, we're recording. No one has to hear this if we don't want them to. It was yeah. still tough. And it was basically just us giggling the entire time. (laughs) Yeah. And it was so funny because like the reason that we thought that it would be interesting to start a podcast in the first place was because we're like, oh my gosh, we like, we would stop in the middle of a two and a half hour conversation and be like, this is actually like some really interesting conversation. And I'm curious what other people would think about it hey, we should share these conversations with other people. And we thought that and we were like, okay, well, maybe let's like try a podcast. That would be really cool. Like we don't have to be nervous about the video part of it or like, you know, looking put together for a video or whatever. It's just audio. It's just us talking just like we do for hours on end. And I swear, like even that first episode was just like these like four to six minute batches of us just like dying laughing or like I don't know wrestling around or trying to figure out what we're going to say next and I was actually going to mention too that um like my my kind of half of our of our podcast is a lot of the editing and I've realized that after you know the first two or three episodes like we hardly have any editing to do because we just like, we feel more comfortable. We feel more confident. And like that fear of people hearing us talk, just our audio is like, has kind of disintegrated and gone to the back of our mind. And it's, it's crazy how like, just like that kid in school, you talked about, like you don't realize it in the moment, but 
after you have a little bit to look back on, like you kind of realize how far you've gotten. That's an important moment to be in. Like, it's so powerful to sit in that moment and take a look back. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be like 20 years later. It can be, you know, okay, a month or a week or two. It doesn't matter. It's important to take that step back and look at how far you have come. And then Mm -hmm. you can choose again, like, okay, is this working? Is it not? Do I have to make a pivot in what we're doing? Like, you know, with, in relation to the podcast, like, okay, do we have to change the microphone? For me, I had to change the platform I was recording on because my internet kept bugging out on me the first way I was Mm -hmm. recording. So as you're learning, it's like, okay, I can pivot again. Do I like doing this? Do I not? If not, why not? Like you can always keep asking yourself more questions to keep improving. And Mm -hmm. that gives you so much power when you realize that. I love that. And I think it's difficult for some people too, because we're, we tend to be so focused on the end goal of things, like having that super successful podcast. Maybe it's your job. Maybe you're going to having shows and everything like that, because that's what everybody shares on social media. They don't, Mm-hmm. typically share like the hard part of like starting a podcast and failing it or you know struggling to gain followers or listeners or whatever they always share this is how I got x amount of followers in this many days and it's like kind of like how fast can you be successful yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. that gives it's it's kind of a it's you're like okay that's great for you and and I want to know how you got there but at the same time yeah like you said it's like you focus on that and forget the learning that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, I kind of want to, I, I think we need to have more of those conversations because I think it sets a lot of people up for going, well, clearly my first episode didn't have the reaction. I'm not meant, out, meant for this. Yeah. yeah and that's exactly. kind of sad because there's a lot of great voices out there. I, you know, part of everything that I teach with March 4th Media is that, everybody has the power of their message and story. Well, if you're not out there sharing it because you're following somebody else's way to do it, or you believe that their method is the only way you're going to stop somebody from hearing that message. And, Mm -hmm. and, and we all want, you know, 10,000, 20,000, however many downloads or, you know, to be that bestseller or whatever. What if one person needed it or, What if it's just the learning process that you needed to get you to that next level in your life? Maybe you're, maybe realistically, maybe you hate podcasting or you hate writing, but you needed that experience. And if, and I know for myself, like I look back on the experiences I've had in, in career particular and the jobs that I hated, <laughs> but I was there. And then I'm like, okay, I'm not there anymore. I don't get why this happened. This ended, you know, maybe not so good, or maybe it ended great. And it's just time for me to move on. But now I look back and I go, every single thing I learned in that job and that job and that job, I need now. Like, we don't know where 10 years down the line or 20 or even five we're going to find ourselves and maybe you just need that experience. And, and, you know, we're kind of traveling around this lifetime, so we don't know where the road's taking us. So. Yeah, definitely. And I, I feel like um, that kind of similar to what you and Kirsten were both saying, but like um, I feel like 
you know, you don't, the end goal doesn't always end up being actually, it probably hardly ends up being what you think it's going to be. Like maybe you have this end goal of like, um, hitting a thousand listeners on your podcast, but that was just like your step two. And that, that step two, like launches you forward. And like, you know, now you have one of the top podcasts in on Spotify or whatever it is. Like, I feel like it's the end goal is hardly, it hardly ends up being what we thought. And that's, I don't know, I guess sometimes that can be scary and it can be liberating at the same time, but, um, it's super interesting. Yeah. You never know where the, the journey and that experience is going to take you. And it, it goes back to the whole, I think the concept of perfect and the things we tell ourselves. And then we, we grasp on to these images of what we want that we, we, we just want to control that so tightly that Mm -hmm. we're willing to tell ourselves whatever we need to either to do it or not to do it because it's scary or it's hard. Um, And if you take a step back and you're like, it's okay to ask myself, do I really want this? Does this feel good for me? Um, Do I like it, but need to make a change in the process? You know, there, there there's so many questions that we could be asking ourselves differently to, to keep ourselves pivoting or just keeping ourselves moving in the direction of what we want. Um, There's just so much power in, in allowing yourselves to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was curious, like for, let's see, for someone who like maybe isn't quite sure like how to pivot, I guess, like, like what, what would you say to them or what are maybe some questions that they could ask themselves like, um, in order to figure out if like, this is, this is their place that, you know, they need to pivot. Cause I feel like some people maybe don't have as strong of like an intuition or maybe, um, uh, maybe they're not like so much on the spiritual side or whatever. Like maybe they just have trouble, um, listening to their own hearts sometimes like do, maybe do you have some like tangible questions that they can kind of ask themselves to um figure out if they're where they need to be or if they need to pivot to get where they want to be yeah that's a really good question so there's lots um i think it's important to think about how do i want to feel and do i feel that way now mm. what is it about this that i don't like um is it it, and I think you mentioned uh, listening to your heart. So I think I, I talk a lot about energy and following the energy of things. And so what is the energy that I bring to this? You know, what's mine and what's theirs? Is, is it their stuff that keeps coming up? Is it my stuff that keeps coming up? And, and if it's mine, I want, I need to do that work. Am I willing to do that? Um, I think it's key though, to first identify really what that feeling is are you going through the same cycles over and over and over again? And you're not changing it. It doesn't seem to stop. And if so, that's your, your, that's like a clue. Like I know that I keep going through the same conversations. I feel like I'm trapped in the same relationships. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm stuck in the same career. Okay. Let me take a step back a second. Let me remove myself from the situation for just a minute and start to ask some questions. What is it? Why do I feel stuck? 
why do these things keep happening? The more questions you ask, and you may not even have answers, but the more questions you ask, eventually your heart will start to be like, hey, it's okay. How about you look at it this way? Or you'll start to see signs from the universe, like, you know, you'll start to literally see billboards or like, there's a whole bunch of mm-hmm. things that'll happen. Like you'll start hearing songs on the radio or, and you're going to start to notice those things. I think it's important if you don't listen to your heart to take that moment to try, you know, a couple of minutes a day, just sit for, and listen, do a body scan. Like, where are you holding tension? Are you holding tension? Are you kind of just like walking through life feeling great? Like, Take notice of mm-hmm. those things because the more you can do that, you're going to clue yourself into when things are wrong or bad or not going the way you want. So mm-hmm. that's a good first step too. Like just take a minute, do a body scan. It takes a minute. Like, are you holding on to tension? And if you are, where do you think that came from? Take some time to journal. Um, and the more questions, the more new questions, I think too. It's like, I remember in relation to the marriage, wanting it to be about him and why is he like this why can't he see who I am why can't he accept me like there were so many things that I kept talking about in my own head and I was like wait what if I changed that why am I continuing to make this choice why am I continuing what am I doing here And then it's like, oh, wait, I don't like the way this feels. Can I do something else? What would that look like? So they're simple questions, but you're changing the script on how you look at things. And when you do, it starts to open up a lot of new thoughts. Sometimes they don't feel so good. (laughs) Uh, And we don't want that part of the process and the problem. (laughs) We don't want to feel bad. (laughs) We don't want to feel like (laughs) this doesn't feel so nice, but once you start to do it, you realize that you're allowing yourself to go on a new journey. And that's a process that is so rewarding and exciting. It can be scary. Yeah. But if you just allow it, it takes you in a completely new direction, whether you leave the relationship, change your job or not, like you're at least looking at the world in a new way. And that's, there's something to be said for that. Yeah. I love what you, what you said about that. And you know, in relation to changing your thoughts about like, you know, in your relationship, changing your thoughts from um, thinking about, you know, him and then thinking about yourself. And I think that's super, super powerful. And I, I don't know, you said that and it totally struck a chord with me. Like I can remember relationships I was in, whether it was like romantic or with family members or friends or whatever, where, you know, if something felt wrong, it was, it was always like, oh God, like, why won't he do this thing? Or like, why isn't this like, why isn't this good enough for him or whatever it was? And, and, you know, even though I was not feeling good in a relationship or I felt miserable about it, like my thoughts would always automatically go to the other person. Mm -hmm. And literally if I just shifted those questions towards myself, like, why don't I feel good about this thing? Like, why, why do I feel this way even when I'm, you know, doing everything possible for them? Mm -hmm. Um, it's, 
I feel like it's difficult for some people to look internally and ask themselves those questions and have those conversations with themselves. Um, and we talked a little bit about a subject like that um, in another episode we had uh, called How to Trust Yourself. And uh, I, I feel like those go really, really well together because I think if you if you don't have that self-trust in yourself, it's going to be even harder to ask yourself those questions because you know, are you going to trust yourself with your own answer? And it's really powerful to think about, like, you know, it's, it's kind of cliche, but like you, you spend the most time with yourself and, and the strongest relationship you have is with yourself. And you should be thinking about yourself and thinking about where you are. And just like you said, how you want to feel, um, and make sure that you're, that you like where you are or where you're going. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, I agree with that 100%. You, you're you, like you deserve to, to be and feel amazing and have the life you choose for yourself. And when you take the time to allow yourself to feel into that, and it, we get so stuck in our heads. So if you take the time to feel into what that's like and, and really accept it, it's okay. Like, just accept it and own it. And I, I say that like, just accept it and own it. And I get, <laughs> it's not easy to just accept it and just <laughs> own it. But at the same time, like, do you want to keep walking around feeling crappy all the time? Or do mm-hmm. you think that maybe there could be a different way? Yeah. Just being open to like those other pathways and those other ways. Like I think you mentioned something about like being, being willing. And I think that is super important. Like, like, just like we say, we say, you know, be willing to um, accept things in your life, be willing to um, try for other things in your life, be willing to um, accept criticism or whatever it may be. Like just being, being willing to, change your path from maybe something that you, maybe something you thought that you wanted, maybe a a certain pathway that you thought you were going to be on, or um, maybe you think that, you know, you know, the thing that you want, but you have this specific um, pathway that you think you need to take to get there. Just be willing to pivot. Just like you said, be willing to pivot and maybe take a detour. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And because there's, it's a new place. It's a new, you're going in a different direction. Yes. You never know what you're going to find on that new path mm-hmm. and, or who, or you, we can't control the how, like we ask for things we want, we want to trust, but I think that we so want to control the how and the timing and it, we don't get that. <laughs> we don't, yeah. that's not for us to do. Um, we can try, but it's in the controlling of that, that we get the most trouble because we're resisting all the other amazing things that are going to pop up that mm-hmm. we have no idea because we want to control the, the process. And that's just not our job. <laughs> so yeah, got to l- let go of the control, just like, you know, let things go for a minute and see where it takes you. Yeah. And I think there's something to be said too about timing because I know that for a long time, like when I think back to the, the marriage, like I spent a really long time, I was there for 20 years and I had a lot of people go, why won't you just leave? And I'm like, Mm -hmm. 
what are you talking about? Like, clearly this guy needs help and I have to be the one to do, like, I kept telling myself all these crazy things that I look back and I'm like, I, wow. Like I look at that, but you, I think having kind of a, an openness to the fact that you will get the message when you're ready to get the message. (laughs) Um, I like that. You know, I, it's easy for me to sit there and go, just make a new choice, choose something else. And people were telling me that a long time and I was not ready. I, I didn't feel like I could do it. I didn't see that there could be other possibilities. If you open yourself up to those possibilities, I think we're a lot quicker to get there. And I know looking back, like now it's like a different, I come into things with a different mindset, but if you're not ready, you're not ready. And mm-hmm. there's something to be said about that. You'll get the message. The universe was like banging me on the head for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> I had to be standing on a mountain hearing, you know, this is where you pivot and get the message when I, at, at that time, you know, mm-hmm. it's part of the process. We're here to learn lessons. And I think that I just needed to learn a couple more <laughs> and that's yeah. okay. I don't have yeah. to hold myself in that state of like feeling bad about that, but mm-hmm. you'll, you'll get the message and the call when you need to. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, Kirsten, do you have any more questions? Yeah. I was actually going to ask you, Elizabeth, um, for some people, I feel like they might struggle with knowing whether or not, like you were saying, you heard the voice in your head, like, they might struggle with determining whether that's their intuition or them like following their heart, a sign from the universe, or just, you know, you making it up in your head or your ego speaking to you. Do you have some like tangible tips that you could give us to kind of be able to tell the difference between the two? Yeah. Okay. I love this question. So, um, one, start writing journal keep a journal, um, give yourself time to think about brain dump what's coming out. Mm-hmm. And the more you do that and you take a look back and you'll go, wow, I tell myself some really crappy things. Like <laughs> this is what I think about. <laughs> That's your ego. Um, your ego's there to keep you safe and to tell you no. Um, don't do that. I can't do that. Why would you want to do that? And and you look at that, that's your, that's the egoic side. The intuitive side are things like, it's more of like a gentle nudge. Mm-hmm. Um, this feels good. Um, I like the way it feels to, you know, try something new or, you know, the thought of having a podcast with my friend, you know, like mm-hmm. start to take, like really take inventory. Is it a hell no Am I allowed to say hell no on your podcast? Absolutely. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay. Is it a hell no? Or am I being, is it like this gentle whisper coming in over me? Because your intuition is not going to bang you over the head and go, hey, like start a podcast, write a book, start a business, change career. Like it just doesn't happen that way. The more you do it, the more you get used to it and how it feels and how it talks to you. Um, so I think just sitting down, you know, take five or 10 minutes in your, in the morning 
or at night. Brain dump everything that's coming out of you and think about how that makes you feel because your intuition is not going to make you feel bad. Your intuition is there to guide you to something better and to keep you moving in the direction that you're supposed to be on. Mm-hmm. So when you take time to think about that and look at how you're talking to yourself, that in and of itself is, is a game changer. And then connect it with the energy of, is it, does this feel good? Do I get this knot in the pit of my stomach? What is that? And the more you take yourself on that exploration, it, it'll, you'll start to see like, this is how my intuition shows up for me in the beginning. So there's also the understanding that your intuition's not going to talk to you. Like Taylor, your intuition's not going to talk to you the same way it talks to Kirsten. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) you know, (laughs) you're both different. It's going to likely show up differently. It'll feel different in your body. So the more you can allow yourself to, to, to do those moments where you're like taking a deep breath, not listening to your thoughts, the egoic thoughts, you know, the ones that go, oh my God, I have to get the kids to school or I have to get to work or I'm late or, oh my God, I really don't want to do this meeting today or whatever it is. Like mm-hmm. all the crazy things that we tell we sell, tell ourselves because we have to do the to-do list every day, right? Get Take a step back from that. Just breathe for a minute. It doesn't have to be like an hour long yoga class or whatever. It can be, but it doesn't have to be. Be mindful and present. That's it. And just listen. Yeah. And I love that. It doesn't have to be hard or, or take a long time. Mm -hmm. I I love what you said too, about like how that's going to show up differently for everyone. Um, because I'm, I'm not sure, um, how Kirsten feels like it shows up for her, but like, for me, I feel like those things, like my intuition shows up to me like in a physical form almost where like if something is weird if something's off if something needs to change like I feel like I feel it in the pit of my stomach or like in my chest or like you know I got I have like body aches one day that just like feel different um and it's super interesting like I like I said I don't know how how Kirsten feels about like how her intuition shows up but um that made me think of like the times when uh when I felt like my intuition was trying to tell me something, I felt it very physically. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's, you bring up a good point. You know, you felt it really physically. I also want to say that if you look back, how many times in your lives have you said, I knew I shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just knew that that was not a good choice. Those are the moments that you could st- take a step back for a second and go, what did I feel when I made that choice Mm -hmm. and you can almost reverse engineer how your intuition is showing up because if you can make that connection that's like a completely different ball game like you don't have to go okay well I'll trust myself next time like no because you're probably not going to (laughs) realistically (laughs) speaking you're gonna your your intuition's a muscle it's like it starts off as this like really teeny tiny thing and the more you listen and listen and listen it gets stronger and stronger and stronger and you trust. Uh-huh. So if you can like reverse it and go, all right, well, I knew I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> was- so, that's such a good practice. <laughs> <laughs> Where was that moment when like, I knew I shouldn't have done that <laughs> and why mm-hmm. didn't I, what was going on that I didn't let myself choose something else? I think 
for me, it shows up more in a physical sense if I've been ignoring it. Like once yeah. I'm at like my wits end with it and it's like, come on, like get your shit together. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm here. Don't yeah. ignore me. <laughs> yeah. And the universe will do that. Your intuition's like, don't. Yeah, no, I'm here. I'm not going to let this go away because this is a major thing you have to get. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like it takes practice too. like, it, especially if um, if you are someone, you know, like Kirsten, like if you ignore it a little bit and then it starts to affect you more physically and like uh, until you finally take action on it, like it that's OK, too. I feel like it takes practice to be able to, for one, recognize that that's what that's telling you. And I think the what you were saying about kind of looking back on situations that you said, like, I should I should knew I already knew that I already knew the answer to that problem or that question like that situation I should have done this or I should have gone with my first instinct or whatever like I I feel like that's a good practice to be able to look back on those things and as long as you're recognizing them now like you're able to recognize them in the moment Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah you have that awareness a hundred percent like if you can see it and understand like, oh, I should have listened. Choose choose to next time. And like literally tell yourself next time that comes up, I will listen. Because if you don't tell yourself mm-hmm. you're going to, it's like out of sight, out of mind kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. I think if you're not yeah. aware of that, you're likely to keep going and in, in, in the same direction when you want to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Once I once I kind of realized, oh hey this is my intuition. This is why this keeps happening to me. And then I became more open to listening to it. And then like going out of my way to ask questions, like you were saying and journal about it and connect with your thoughts more. That was super, super helpful. And it was also, I liked Elizabeth, what you were saying about the distinction between your intuition, making you feel good and your ego making you feel bad. Mm -hmm. But I think it's also important to note that if your intuition is telling you to do something and you feel a little bit scared, that's not necessarily a bad feeling. That actually might be the choice you should go for because, again, it's just about stepping out of your comfort zone and pivoting through fear, deciding to pivot despite the fear. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, I love that you said that. Absolutely. Because if, the one thing that I have learned is that fear is going to show up no matter what. If you can choose to do it anyway, because your intuition's going, yes, like do it, just do it. <laughs> you know, it, it's a practice, <laughs> but you know, the more, <laughs> the more you do it, like fear's never going to go away. So why not do it? Uh-huh. It's going to be there no matter what. Love that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I think, I don't know if I have any more questions at the moment. Um, I, I feel like this conversation was like hit a lot of really good like lessons and notes. Um, Kirsten, do you have anything else you want to add or Elizabeth? I don't think so. <clears throat> no, I, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to talk with you guys. I'm so excited to see where, where this journey takes you. So thank you for letting me be part of it. Uh, yes, I, I think thank this was you. a great conversation. I had a lot of fun. That's awesome. Thank you for being here also. Um, we, I don't know, we, we talk about it all the time, but we love getting the chance to um, 
to just like meet amazing people and have conversations like this with them, because that's exactly what we wanted when we started our second podcast. (laughs) Um, We wanted to share the cool conversations that we were having with each other and um, get to have them with people that we've never met before and just, you know, ask them all of these deep, dark questions right off the bat, like, might as well get to know your life story right now. <laughs> Absolutely. I like, I like that you said deep, dark questions because it's true. Like we don't, we don't want to air this out, <laughs> but <laughs> if we don't start asking, I'm very big on if we don't start asking new questions and changing the, the story, the script, like that's how we're going to create change in the world. So I love what you're doing. And I think it's, exactly. I just, I'm so excited for you guys. Thank you. Um, well, we also wanted to give you uh, the floor really quick just to kind of plug anything that you wanted to. Like, I know you have a website and an Instagram and podcast of your own. So um, we'll link everything in the show notes, of course. But if you just wanted to uh, uh, give our audience some uh, places to find you. Yeah, thank you. So you can find me always on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. So Instagram is March 4th Media Co. Facebook is March 4th Media Company. Um, Twitter is like a weird, I'll have to send it to you because it's like media underscore fourth. It's it's weird. <laughs> I don't remember why I set it up that way, but <laughs> okay. uh, but I, I'll love to hear from people. Uh, you can always email me at marchforthmediaco at gmail.com. Marchforthmediacompany.com is the website. And it's the Power to Pivot podcast where you can find on Anchor, Spotify, Amazon, Google, so yeah. Okay. <laughs> awesome. You know, the one thing that I always tell people is you're never stuck. You're never lost and you're never alone at any given moment. You can make that power to pivot for yourself and choose again. And, and I just encourage people to continue to allow that possibility into their life. So thank you for letting me share it. Thank you so much for coming on. We had such a good time. Thanks guys. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and then as, you know, as always, you guys can find us on, um, Instagram at hello next level pod. And, um, we also want to share, um, Elizabeth's books on our Goodreads account, um, hello next level podcast. So we'll have those linked there as well as in our show notes. Um, and thank you guys for tuning in. Yeah. And we will chat with you next Sunday. See you guys. Bye. Bye.